It is easy for worship leaders to feel alone. There is tremendous pressure on us each week to perform, to lead, and to help direct an amazing experience of worship and connection to God. But it's so overwhelming. There's no place to go to talk through these unique challenges worship leaders face. Welcome to the table. Hey guys, welcome to the next episode of The Table. My name is Jason Squires and I am the Director of Mentorship for Worship Leader Magazine. Uh, this podcast today is actually going to be outside of our regular rhythm. Typically, we, um, we're we talking about a big picture topic for the month from different perspectives. And on the fifth weeks of the month, uh, which there's four of them in a year, um, you're going to get what we're calling the bonus podcast. Uh, today is uh, really something I'm really excited about. The topic today is how to be married to a creative and um, the struggles and the joys and strategies. And uh, the only guest that makes sense in this conversation is my wife. Guys, uh, you guys get to hear from her. She's amazing. We have been married for almost 15 years coming up in the summer. Um, and uh, she is an incredible lady that just does this well. And so uh, without further ado, welcome to the table. Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of The Table Podcast. Uh, my name is Jason Squires. I am the Director of Mentorship for Worship Leader Magazine. And today we're actually getting out of the rhythm of our normal podcast uh, where we have a big picture topic for the month. And uh, we are going to do what we're doing, what I'm calling a bonus podcast. Um, we, are get, we get to hear from my favorite human on the planet. Uh, and you guys, you're, you're sitting there thinking, I hope it's your wife. It sure is. It sure is. Honey, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. I'm Kesey. I am Jason's wife. We have three beautiful daughters together. Um, I am a teacher by trade turned business owner with my husband turned home educator of our three daughters. It's pretty awesome. Yes. Pretty awesome. We have, we have some awesome kids. Oh, we do. I yeah. love them. All yeah. three. All three of them. All three of them. Today, um, today we are talking about how to be married to a creative because I'm a creative and you're married to me. So That's I was like, true. we got we to gotta figure this out. We want to talk it through. Um, before we kind of talk about like what that means, like what it means to be married to creative, how would you define creative? Like what, what is that definition to you? Like what is that kind of personality? Uh, creative is a person, in my opinion, who thinks outside of the box, who doesn't live life in an ordinary way, but always looks for potential and dreams big dreams and tries to solve problems that other people don't even necessarily see as a problem. That's a fantastic definition. Thanks. Yeah, nicely done. Nicely done. Um, what are some what are some of like the joys of being married to me? No, married to a creative. <laughs> what is what are some of like the good things? Like what what are some like positive like with some joys about being married to a creative? Being married to a creative means you get to expect the unexpected. You never actually know where life is going to lead you. And I know that's true for everybody, but with a creative, Jason, you always have a new idea, a new dream. And so you're always 
thinking of, oh, what if we did this? What if we did that? Even down to our house, he always wants to change the decorations in our house. And I'm a very simple person. I like things just in their proper place. And like during COVID, you'd wanted to paint it everything. It's and true. I just wanted stability. Like everything was changing in the world. And he's like, what if we paint this? If what I have if to we be build home. this? Yep. Like, let's do all the things. And I was like, oh. So just being married to creative means change is always coming in on the horizon, either at home or dreaming big dreams to do things other places. That's, you know, and I think that's uh, one of the things, if I could be from the other side of this conversation, which, which I am. Um, you, you handle that well. You don't, it's not a, it's not like a panic moment of, of like, there's not craziness and you don't go, you need to stop. It's like you encourage that, which I think is, which I, you encourage it, but you also have the sweaty palms when I, it comes to. I do have the sweaty palms and I'm glad I hide the panic because the panic is inside. But I think over the years we've learned a really good rhythm of you have so many ideas that I just listen and then I ask questions. So my job is not to turn your ideas down, although I may not love them at first, but I do want to hear your thought process and the how and the why and how do you even see that as something that needs to be done and why would you even think of painting the wall that color? Trying to ask that in a very loving and warm way to like (laughs) see, okay, you want to create something, I get that. Let's find a happy medium where we both can enjoy it. And I, I think it's important for people to realize or know that just because you're creative doesn't always mean big, big things. It's literally like what to make for dinner can also be That's can fair. also be part of like it's like well let's just make some make have leftovers. And I come sometimes go I want to I want to go out in the barbecue and smoke something and create and always it's always involving the creating process. Correct. Correct. So on the flip side, let's talk about challenges. Like okay. <laughs> everyone's listening. How, why is it hard <laughs> to be married to me? No. What are the challenges mm-hmm. of, of being married to somebody who is a creative? Um, okay. The challenges, I would say the constant change is a challenge, at least for my personality, because I do like stability and rhythm. And so you're constantly challenging, not in a bad way. It's opening my mind to other things, but you are challenging my way of thinking and my habits. Um, another big challenge, if it is a big dream, is finances. Mm. You've had huge dreams. You've done conferences. We opened a business. Like Those are big dreams with big dollar signs. And for those of you who don't know us, we are not rich people. Mm-mm. Like When we started the conference years ago, we no longer do it. It was just the two of us, and we had our daughter, like... We did not have big paying jobs. And so it was definitely like, how do we do this? Especially when we feel like God is calling us into these things. Like the challenge is having the step of faith of trusting you that you are following God's calling and I'm asking the right questions and we know when to say yes and when to say no. The conference you're talking about, um, we used to, for those of you who may or may not know, we used to direct a worship conference um, here in California, in California, and um, it was just a bunch of worship leaders coming into a, a space, and um, I sometimes sit back and think that actually happened. Right. That's, I mean, we did it for several years. Yeah, and ended up doing it a couple different places, and but like I couldn't have done that if if my if if you weren't like supporting that, like that would have never happened. Like those mm-hmm. those things would have, um, like a creative is a hard. It's hard to be a creative on an island. A creative needs a team, and that is where we that is where we thrive. 
um, because it doesn't, it doesn't, um, it's not, uh, I, yeah, I, creatives don't do things well without people around them helping direct that because it's, um, it's the idea. It's the idea side of things. Um, w- talk to the person who's listening who um, doesn't know they are married to a creative or is um, sitting back going, oh, I totally, I totally see that now. Like, what are some things that you would say, you know, it's not just a switch that you can flip and go, today I'm going to do this. But like, what are some ways that you have, um, what are some things you could say to that person, whether it's the husband or the wife, to go like, this is, these are some ways that, um, these are some th- like steps into help or support or be a part of that conversation. So you're married to a creative I think for me the biggest thing is trust Um, and I learned that from my grandma was to first and foremost to trust your spouse and to have a conversation and ask good questions and Jason as the head of our house you know I have to trust him and I pray for him but after we've had the conversation you know I have to trust that he's going to discern God's will and do what he thinks he's supposed to do. So I would say the biggest thing is to develop a good trust relationship, to ask good questions, not in a defensive way, but just to understand their heart and their desire. Um, And then just cheer them on because not all things we've done have been successful. All things we've done have not been easy. And it's really easy to watch you get discouraged, like, oh, that idea didn't work. Well, there's a bajillion other ideas in your head, so let's just move on to the next one and not get stuck on our past, but like, let's move forward and see what else we can do and create. So I think just to be a big cheerleader um, is the other big thing you can do for a creative in your life. When when I come to you and say, I have an idea, that's usually the beginning of the sentence, (laughs) like the beginning thought. Yes, it always is. And it's always at the wrong time, or like, I, I always go, I'm like, I have an idea, what is your first thought when I say, I have an idea? Well, it depends on my mood. It can be, oh, cool, that's great. Or it can be, oh, man, here we go. Um, it really just depends on, like, I mean, we have three daughters, so it kind of depends on how the day has gone, how I am emotionally, what's going on in our surrounding circumstances as to how ready I am to explore a new idea. And sometimes I have had to say, I need you to wait. Like, I want to hear whatever you have but right now I can't listen and I can't be an open mind to explore this with you. Can you wait for, and I'll try and give you a time because that's the other thing about you, whether it's all creative or not, you are very eager to share whatever is on your heart and mind. And so I feel like if I give you a time, then it gives us both the space to like, okay, you can hold on to it for that long and I can mentally prepare myself to set aside whatever's happened and be responsive to you and not reactive because of whatever day I've had. What are you, um, that's fantastic. And, and I, I'm like, I'm actually <laughs> sitting here listening to the answers going, Oh, that's what she's thinking when <laughs> I'm, when I'm, when, when I do this, when I was coming up with this podcast concept, I was like, I was, I was like, I step back and go, we have a relationship that actually this works. And, um, and I know that being married to creative is not the easiest task. It's not for those of you who can't see her, she's shaking her head. No, (laughs) and she's actually shaking her head. No, right now. 
But like, it's not an easy task to be married to a creative. And it's because of the, like you said earlier about the ups and downs and the, and the always thinking and always processing. And, um, you're an introvert and I'm not, Mm, I'm an extrovert. And also creatives have different hours of the day. Nighttime for you. Nighttime for me. We were actually talking about this this morning when I woke up. Mm. I hate mornings. I don't, I don't That's do... how he greets me most mornings. Yes. I hate like mornings. Like he wakes up, oh, I hate mornings. It's the... Good morning to you too. Mornings <laughs> are the consequence for going to bed at night. I don't, it's not really, <laughs> I don't understand. I don't like, I don't like getting up in the morning. It's not, it's not, um, what are some, what are some strategies for a couple? Um, you talked a little bit about this a minute ago, but what are some strategies that you could, you could help and um, would love to process with, with you? about like laying out um, how to be successful with it and how to be, how to be, um, you talked about, you talked a minute ago about um, setting aside time, which I think is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have our, we have our, our, our date nights weekly, um, setting aside time, but what are there some other, other strategies that you might think of or be able to recommend of like um, ways to help make this, support the creative and be successful in it? Um, one strategy I had to realize, and you just kind of mentioned it in passing, was the hours we operate. Mm. I would much prefer to be a morning person, and you are a night owl. Um, and that took me a long time to just accept. It's easier now that I stay home with the girls, and we do homeschool, so I feel much more freedom in our schedule to stay up late. Personally, the kids still go to bed. Um, but that has really opened up doors and allowed me to be more available to listen to you at night because Jason's prime hours to speak out his beautiful <laughs> ideas are after the kids have gone to bed, but not normally until like 10 o'clock. And if I had my way, I'd be snuggled in bed sleeping by 10 o'clock. Um, and so just, I would say, finding the right time for both of you. It works right now in our life season and our schedule to be able to chat from like 10 to 11 to hear your ideas. And I've learned how to rest during the day appropriately. So I am mentally prepared to chat with you then. Um, But when our kids were little, I would have never been able to do that. So finding, I think, the time in your schedule that works for both of you to be able to communicate well about the ideas, I think is a really huge thing. Yeah, and that, I mean, that would be different for everybody. And right. Yeah. That, it has to be based on your schedule. So this is what works for us. Um, and maybe magically there's a creative who likes mornings. I don't know that that's possible. Maybe magically there is. I don't and think so that's it can a be thing. a first thing in the morning, <laughs> but it is not the you. Eyes pop open and happiness. And yes. you wake up in the morning and there's like birds chirping and happiness. Because and they are outside our window. It's true. It's true. But I wake up and I'm like, death. I hate mornings. This is not, this is, um, yeah, we have kids that like mornings, which is real fun. We have one who's not a morning. It's person, true. It's true. She did, two yes. of three are morning girls. And they wake up with cheery, ever so sounding voices. Um, and so, yeah, luckily, luckily coffee's a thing. Um, how do you, uh, I just lost my question. Okay. Which is fine. Which is actually part of the process. Um, the I want to go back for a second and talk about um, the definition of a creative because um, I think for this is not all 
this dialogue is not all on the spouse of a creative. Right. Because it's not it's not the creative, it's not me going like this is how I operate and get out of the way. It's 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 it is it is a it is a two-way street. Like you said, there are times when like I just can't. Like there it it it, it will not be beneficial for me to for me to do that. And so I've had to learn as a creative how to um, sit down and I actually have a I have a list of ideas that I process out so that before I go, hey honey, I have this idea. Um, I sit down and I and I actually have a list of ideas that I can refer back to. So when that time is right, um, it's not not that it's it, it's it's bringing the idea in at the right time. But that's not that's not an easy task for a creative. And if you're listening and you're thinking like that's me, um, you know the ideas just kind of like quickly come. Uh, you got You got to be careful not to uh, overwhelm your spouse um, because it's not a uh, it's not fair to him or her in that in that process as well. Because truthfully, as a creative, you've been I've, I, you're, you've been thinking about it for a while and processing it, and and then in the middle of conversation, you just want to spout it out. Um, but it's it's again back to the definition of a creative. That's that's just who you are, and that's right. that that's how that's how you're built. That's how you're wired. Nothing's wrong with that, um, but you got to process that yourself and make sure that you're not overwhelming overwhelming that scenario. Um, now, hold on. Yeah, even for you, just writing down your ideas, it frees up your brain space. True. Because for a long time we didn't have that strategy of writing them down, and you would have so many ideas that you wouldn't even know where to talk with me about what, because they were all kind of rattling around. And so you found that writing them down actually cleared enough space for you to focus on one and actually dream and think it through. Yep. Before we had a conversation and even just helping us talk through just one idea at a time. Now, yeah. some of them were obviously interlinked and went hand in hand, so that made sense, but... When you had all of the different ideas for home, for work, for business, it like helped narrow down, like, let's just talk about this one. But then you also didn't have to worry about forgetting about all the things you had thought. It's true. And, and, um, cause that's, that's the worst. Uh, I think, <laughs> but that's, that's where laying in bed late at night and you're my, in the quiet where the, where the ideas start rattling around many nights in the darkness, I, I, I would go, honey, are you still awake? And, and I wouldn't respond. And she wouldn't respond. Even if I was I'm awake. Like, I know she's awake. I know she's awake. Because okay, once I respond, then it's a long conversation. It's true. Got to roll. I roll over and type it in my phone so that I can rem- think about it in the morning. But awesome. Do you have any other thoughts that you wanna that you wanted to kind of like kick into this conversation on on creatives and supporting and marriage and all that kind of stuff? Um, I think I would just throw in for. The creatives in your life who aren't your spouse. Like we have some kiddos. We've already told you we have three daughters and they are creative as well, but in their own way. So with artwork, with cooking, with creations they build. So even these ideas of like making a list of ideas, um, being careful about what you say and just the questions you ask in order to lift someone up and help them think through ideas Yes, we've just talked about it in our relationship, but it equally applies when we're interacting with our girls. Yep. Um, and I think I've seen that more the last two years as I homeschool them and we do art projects together or they create something on their own. It doesn't really matter 
what I personally think of their creation. It's how I interact with them and respond to what they have made that will really impact who they are and how they see themselves. Um, So just encouraging others to look at those creative people in your life and find a way to encourage them, even if you don't love their idea or what they made, to not just shut it down. Because, I mean, we've all made something in our lives. And if somebody says something negative to you about it, it hurts, right? And that sticks with you more than all of the positive things. So just asking the good questions like, how did you think of that? Tell me some of your reasons. Why? What else might you want to do in the future with it? Just asking the questions to see where they are at versus saying, oh, that's an awful idea. Or why would we even do that? Just making sure that you're there to encourage them on the process instead of stopping the process or making them question why they would even want to pursue that. And I think you brought up a great point with the kids because I'm um, typically daydreaming children are, are not encouraged. Like daydreaming children are, it's like, hey, stay focused on what you're doing. Hey, come back to what you're doing. When in all reality, that's the sign of a creative is right. kids that are that kind of sit and look like they're spacing out um, or always trying to do. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with musicians or vocalists or people that are in their adult life that stopped the creative process because of an adult in their life that did not speak into it. Right. And um, you have that chance now to do that. And that's a that's a huge thing. It's hard because oh, it's it is. because daydreaming children and creative children, it comes across as lazy or as it comes across as, um, uh, not lazy is the wrong word. What am I I trying to think? Not productive. Not productive or like, um, yeah, like constantly trying to, you know, do something else or not staying focused on one task, but that's actually part of the process. And if you ask, they probably will explain exactly what they were thinking of and why. It's really fun and interesting. When you have the time for that, <laughs> when you're trying to run out the door, it's not always fun and interesting, but there's this little bug. I understand there's a little bug, but we have to go. It, yeah. Yeah. It's a part of life, but it's, if you have a creative in your life, it is a fun and sweet thing to do and have, and it's just a, a journey. I love it. Well, we like to eat in our house. Yes, we do. We do. We eat we every day. Eat every day, and we 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 eat good food. We do eat good food. And I think we've 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 come to realize that conversation, good food happens around good conversations happens around good food. Yes. And what let, let's talk about that. What 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 are some things that we make in our house? What do you? Okay, are we talking? You have to narrow it down. Is not, this I mean, appetizers. Is this meals? Choose a see. That's the part that area. I love about you. Is the part that I love about. There's not just like. We make dessert, or we make. I knew you were going to ask me about food, but I just didn't know which area. So I need you to tell me an area. What What is like an area? Hmm. hmm. Dessert, breakfast, lunch, let's do, appetizer. Let's do. Uh, let's let, let, let's just let's just conquer a couple of these. Oh, dessert. Okay. Like what? What? Dessert. Are, what? What is our? What is our dessert? I think I have an answer, but what do you think? Are we making it or are we buying? We're, it? Ooh, that's a valid question. Uh, let's go with making it. Okay, making it. Well. For homeschool, the girls and I make a food every single week to go along with what we're learning. And last week, I would say we made the best dessert we have ever made. Oh, my gosh. It was turtle cheesecake. And I'd only made cheesecake one other time before in my life. 
So I was kind of nervous about the whole process and some of the recipes have been flops, but most have been good. And this was hands down incredible. So if I had enough time, because it took most of the day, it took a couple hours in the kitchen and then it has to cool and then it has to refrigerate. I would definitely make turtle cheesecake again. If I didn't have that kind of time, I also love chocolate, which is in turtle cheesecake. I would make you chocolate cake with homemade chocolate frosting because that is a family favorite. We put coffee in the chocolate frosting. And I, I'm sorry to everyone who's listening that loves coffee. <laughs> I don't actually like coffee. I am a happy morning person without coffee, but I do like coffee and chocolate frosting. She doesn't like coffee, yet she's married to a creative. I just want to mm, point that out. I know. It's a funny, ironic thing. Um, so, yeah, that would be the dessert that I would make depending on how much time. I'm I'm enjoying this. Remember the um, remember that birthday chocolate cake with all of the cho- all of the candy store that on top was of it before we had children. Oh my gosh, we were young. It's then. like Kit Kats and all the Milky Way. And- it was chocolate cake with chocolate frosting, and then all of his favorite candy bars chopped up on top like sprinkles. Ooh. So it'd be magical for children to eat that. Yeah, right. Like they would and think then run. It was the best and then thing run ever. outside to get the yeah. burn that off. What about what about a main main course? We, I mean, we've been doing a lot of like it's. We're getting into summer, and so it's we are barbecuing. Okay. Are and you smoking. cooking it, or am I cooking it? Because mm, that really depends. That's on true. What we're eating. I tend. Uh, what if I'm cooking it? We're cooking outside. Okay, if you're cooking main course for dinner, you're probably going to be barbecuing. Yep. And if it's just our family, you're probably going to be barbecuing chicken. Mm-hmm. We'll have chicken. chicken and some type of veggie. Maybe some brats in there. Yes. Chicken and brats. Chicken and brats is definitely a favorite in our oh, family. See, as you can tell, this I always end the podcast with these questions because it's uh, we like to eat in our house and uh, we, but eating is part of the creative process. It is, and it's something you have to do every single day. Like, you might as well have fun with it, right? God made us to eat, so this, we, we plan on eating good food. If there was a benefit to lockdown, I feel like our lock in our lockdown life we. We started exploring a lot more and and started creating a lot more and like we can't go out to eat. Let's make it. Let's make good food at home. And we've really dove into that. Yes, we have. It's been a lot of fun, and you know we've gotten our kids involved, so they've been more willing to try the new foods. Yep. Before I would just try making it, and that was not always a hit. But now that they're in the kitchen with us, they've really learned. Like, oh, there's nothing scary in this. I can I can at least take a bite and see how it is. Well, honey, thanks for hanging out today. You're welcome. It's been fun. <laughs> it's been it's been good. This wasn't this was fun. This was fun getting to process things in a in a conversation like this. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate you doing this. And uh, she's not she's not the she's not this person. She's not the one to like want to be on the, in front of the microphone and um and so it's I know you guys are like she's a teacher. It's totally different. It is different. I'm the cheerleader. So if you ever saw us in person, Jason would be at the front. And I'd be in the back like, yeah, I'd make sure he had everything he needed. And he was set up and he had his water. I would have snacks in my purse for him. Yes, yes. not just my children. I carry snacks for my spouse. It's a ben- It's awesome. Yeah, so I, I'm the supporter. I love it. I love you. I love you too. Uh, you guys, thanks so much again for hanging out today. And uh, we will see you guys next week with a new month and a new topic. Hey guys, thanks so much for hanging out today. Um, I hope that this conversation um, was beneficial to you um, and things that my wife and I have learned over the years on how to do this crazy life. Um, Thanks again for checking us out. If you would be oh so helpful and leave us a comment or a review, 
um, and like or follow the podcast, wherever, whatever platform you're listening on. And also on Instagram, you can follow us at at Worship Leader or at Worship Leader Podcast. And you can also follow me at Jason underscore Squires. We will see you guys next week uh, with a new month and a new topic.